You talk about being 33 years old, yep. diagnosed with stage four lymphoma that had yes. metastasized to your spine. Gratitude's great, right? You know, we yeah. talk about that. Like it's everybody knows the health effects, you know, the kinds of things that people sure. listening to the show are going to be interested in. It's very powerful medicine. It's, yeah. it's a spiritual muscle. Perspective is something that we right. need to strengthen and learn how to use. And we can bring ourselves back when we know how to get perspective on our situation, like when we're wallowing, when we're absolutely yeah. suffering for something. So glad you're listening to Health Power. I've talked a lot on the show about being grateful and writing things down. And, and I learned so much from the fantastic book, Wake Up Grateful, The Transformative Practice of T- Taking Nothing for Granted by Christy Nelson, who joins us. Absolutely thrilled, Christy, to have you here. Your book is phenomenal. I love something that you can immediately put into practice to make your life better. So thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. And I really appreciate your appreciation of the book. (laughs) It's uh, Let's talk about it. It's so exciting. It really is. Oh, it really is. Now you talk about being 33 years old, diagnosed with stage four lymphoma that had metastasized to your spine. And you start talking about really being in super soak mode where, and you write, quote, every experience was saturated with new meaning and I was fully absorbing it all. And then you go on to talk about though, but eventually over time you get busy and you start complaining again and you're worried about this or that. And you're like, I need to get back to that space. So talk to us about that. Mm. So what I tell people and what I, what I really feel is that being diagnosed with cancer at such a young age gave yeah. me so much perspective. I I had perspective, like everything was all of a sudden different. I realized that I didn't couldn't count on things forever. I wanted right. to appreciate everything that I had in the moment. And then when I started living beyond my prognosis, they said maybe three years. And so I hit three year mark and I decided I better go back to work. And then I better, you know, got a commute and I've got to all of a sudden shop for new clothes and you know, all the things that the regular life um, is made of. And I lost my perspective. So what I realized is, okay, I call it a spiritual musculature. It's it's a spiritual muscle. Perspective is something that we need to strengthen and learn how to use. And we can bring ourselves back when we know how to get perspective on our situation, like when we're wallowing, when we're absolutely suffering for something. And it's so important to learn how to do that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and I really enjoyed reading about Brother David. Tell us about the, uh, I hope I'm going to say this right, Benedictine yeah. monk. Yes, yes. So Brother David Steindlerast is, I would call him kind of one of my spiritual teachers. You know, yeah. I have many, um, but he's very primary. He's currently 97 years old. He is oh, wow. an extraordinary human. One of the things that's so amazing about him is he lives these principles, really. So the, there are five principles in the book, and we might talk some about those. But yeah. But the principles are really about what does it mean to really keep your eyes open and stay awake to wonder? So he really lives like, he's very youth-like. He's very childlike. Mm-hmm. He plays. He's joyful. Um, and that's also because he survived the Second World War. So Brother David mm-hmm. and I had this experience of coming more alive in recognizing that not everything was going to last forever. So he would say right. like, he came out from underneath the the churches and the schools where they would hide when the bombs were dropping and the sky was the bluest he had ever seen it. And that was my experience too, of coming out of the hospitals was oh, wow. the sky was the bluest I had ever seen it. And the birds, the chirping were the most beautiful music I had ever seen because I stopped taking them for granted. And that's really the, the key thing. I, 
I didn't expect that it was going to go on forever. And I didn't walk right by these things and not notice. Suddenly my noticing muscle was huge. And so was brother David's. And he, he's a Benedictine monk. Yes. And he spent most of his life in a monastery and he's wise and, and beautiful. And I wrote the book on his behalf, really, um, to Mm. take his teachings and put those into the world in a much more accessible and um, practicable, actionable way so that people could really learn, like, how do I live gratefully? You know, he talks about that. And I think it's different for those of us who have kids and have jobs and, you know, (laughs) then people who live in a monastery and have their meals prepared for them. And, you know, so that's really a... um, that was a, it was a joyful thing to try to translate those teachings from somebody who's a monastic and a monk right. and to bring those into the real world for the rest of us. Well, you did such an incredible job and we'll get into some of the practices soon, but I love that you ask these great questions. You write, quote, most of us would like to feel grateful far more often, but how? How can you experience gratitude when life gets challenging? What can help you sustain the experience of being grateful without needing life to be other excuse me, without needing life to be other than it is, or without wanting more from the people or the world around you? How can you navigate the stumbling blocks that keep you from being grateful? I mean, and then you answer all these questions. I do. (laughs) I tried to answer every question I asked, and I asked a lot of questions. So I think questions are important. Yeah. And, um, and, and questioning these kinds of things like gratitude, gratitude's great, right? You know, we talk about that, like it's, everybody knows the health effects, you know, the kinds of things that people listening to the show are going to be interested in. It's very powerful medicine. And brother David, one of his most famous quotes is, uh, it's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. Oh, I love that. And I think that's one of the most important things. And also, I think it's gratefulness that makes us healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's how do we learn to live in a world that's beyond our control, where things happen that we don't expect and don't want to have happen? How do we learn to build that spiritual musculature and orient to life as a gift? Like, like it's really this beautiful thing. And we have to have I say lots of tools in the toolbox or tools in your tool belt or however you want to picture it. It takes, it's not gimmicky and it's not um, Mm -hmm. tactics. It's much more, it's much deeper than that. And it's about being able to recognize that every breath is a blessing and that a lot of people are not able to breathe. You know, someday we won't be able to breathe again. How do we treasure the moments when we're here? How do we really, really not take them for granted? And that's what I learned having cancer so young was, what if you can't take life for granted? What if it's not going to just, you assume it's going to stretch out in front of you for 30, 40, 50 years as so many of my peers were assuming, right? Yeah. So at 33 years old, you think, oh, I get to buy a house, get to a career and married and children. And all of a sudden that was stripped away. And I thought, how do I live every moment? Like it really matters because it does. And so that was a powerful experience. Yeah. It really is. Now the five guiding principles, and I want people to the book so we can just talk about a few. You've got (laughs) life is a gift. Everything is surprise. The ordinary is extraordinary. Appreciation is generative. Love is transformative. Christy, I'd love for you to take one or two and just, you know, expand on them for us, whichever sure. ones you like. Sure. Well, I think life life as a gift is probably the primary yeah. one, which is really like, let's just start there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something we get to expect. It's not something we've had to earn. We get up in the morning and it's like, oh my gosh, this is another day. 
that I get yeah. to be alive. And wow, um, you know, we can do all the right things for our health. And, you know, I don't know about you and lots of listeners, but there's a lot of people in my life being diagnosed with cancer right now who have done kind of, they've tried to do all the things they can do right. And so yeah. how do we develop that internal orientation that is more unconditional that says, right. I'm going to appreciate every moment I'm here, no matter what. And so life is a gift. And and then the sub part of that is when you greet each moment gratefully, you are always receiving. And mm. one of the things I like to say, Lisa, is that um, gratitude waits for something good to happen, right? So the way that we've been yeah. taught about gratitude is it's like, okay, it's going to be my reaction, my response right. to something going my way. And I like to say, if we can greet each moment gratefully and recognize how much is streaming towards us in the favor of life in every moment, like our breath and our bodies, they're miraculous, like we just oh, mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah. be aware of how much you're receiving in each moment. And it really feels like life is a gift. That's the primary one. The second one I would talk about is the ordinary is extraordinary. Right. What the heck is ordinary in life? Like we, that's, I think when we really start taking things for granted is it's like everything feels commonplace and routine and, and yet within each of these moments, each thing that our body is doing, just our hands, our mouths, our senses, being able to get up in the morning and move our legs out of bed and like brush our teeth and drive somewhere that the ordinary is extraordinary. And when you take nothing for granted, life is suddenly so abundant that you can hardly even fathom all yeah. that is happening in favor of life all the time. And so those are a couple of them. And I think it's just, those are the things that like we break it down yeah. and each of those principles has all these practices and ways to remember right. um, these things. So I think those, those are a couple of them that are important. I have tried so many skin and hair care products. I can't even tell you. It, it's insane. I mean, at one point, the closet in my bathroom was full with every imaginable product. And then I found what works, and that is oneearthbodycare.com. I am in love with their shampoo and conditioner bars. Completely changed the game for my daughter, who had a hard time finding a good shampoo and conditioner for her hair. Their face and body is amazing. I love their day and night oil, all natural ingredients, of course, and all of this, essential oils, really great stuff. And of course, the deodorant has changed my life because I am no longer smelly. So go check them out now at oneearthbodycare.com. Well, that's what I love because it's one thing to say, okay, we all need to be more grateful. Okay, see you later. But like, you you know, you really (laughs) give us, like you said, the tools one of the things that really moved me is I love the word cultivate. And you write in the Mm. book, quote, many of us need to cultivate reliable methods and practices to connect with or reinvigorate grateful awareness when it is not readily accessible. And you talk about stop, look, and go. Stop, cultivate presence, look, cultivate perspective, and go cultivate possibility. And this was something you got from Brother David. Yeah. Stop, look, go. He, um, you'll appreciate it. Brother David was on Super Soul Sunday. He, you know, went out with him and with Oprah and and we went to Montecito and he was filmed and she loves him. She calls him the grandfather of gratitude. And um, so he was on the show and, and she asked him, you know, grateful living, how do you practice it? Yeah. And Brother David has this beautiful German accent and he says, you stop, you look, and you go, <laughs> you go with it. And he's like 94 years old and everybody's just enamored. And I think to myself, I have to translate that for people because yes, you know, I think all 
intentional living, all conscious living starts with stopping and pausing and mm-hmm. knowing how to um, get really present. And that's the key thing. And I think cultivation is, it's also one of my favorite words. Yeah. And, and we know how to cultivate um, beauty and gardens and and help things grow. So cultivating ways of orienting to life is also something that we can do. And it takes those muscles, building those muscles. So cultivating presence is stopping. Right. And, and so like, just get here. If you don't pause, right. pausing is magic. Pausing delivers magic into life every Ooh, moment. That's really powerful. In the middle of any conversation, if you stop yeah. and pause and just take in what's happening and also recognize like, what's the blessing here? What's the good fortune here? What's working here? How can I be more here? And I ask people all the time, are you really here? And they say, yeah, I'm here. Can you get more here? Yeah. We can always keep getting more here. It's like this powerful practice to be more available to the moment and everything around us. So presence is the precondition for anything meaningful in life. That's what I say. And then cultivate a sense of perspective. So in those moments, then it's like, look around, notice, right? Notice what is, there's so much beauty around us that we miss. There's so much surprising around us. There's so much that's mysterious. If we look within, not just look around, look within, look at your body. What is your body doing in every moment to keep you alive? It's a marvel. It really is. If it's boring to you, then something's wrong. Like you need to go deeper. (laughs) Like every system is in your body is working simultaneously, synchronously. Yeah. Your breath, your heart, your, all your systems, your digestive system, your endocrine system. What is not extraordinary about that? Like, so look, get perspective and then take that and go and cultivate a sense of possibility because it enlarges how we experience the world. It enlarges our hearts. It enlarges our sense of generosity, our compassion. I really think that gratefulness is, it's, it leads us to generosity, not the other way around. We think that being grateful is a response to generosity. I think the more grateful we are, the more generously we live our lives. And so suddenly the world feels so much more expansive and we're so Mm. much more engaged in it. Yeah. You know, I, I really, in chapter five, treasuring the body as it is, I think so many of us don't, and we don't, like you were saying, be in awe of all the things that are working in our body all the time to keep us alive. Yeah. (laughs) And you write, uh, my illness taught me greater empathy for the wounded places inside everyone that we cannot see, touch, or imagine, and not to take what we see of each other at face value. Expand Mm. on that for us, Christy. Well, I I remember going through my chemotherapy experience and it Mm -hmm. made me lose weight. And for some reason it gave me this glow, you know, (laughs) chemical glow. Um, And, um, my eyes got super bright and big and stuff. And I would walk down the street and people say, you look great. And I was struggling with a a terminal diagnosis, like not knowing if I was going to live. And I was, you know, my thirties. And so I think that the truth is we have wounds, you know, like I now have rods in my spine. I look like Mm -hmm. I can walk like a normal person. I do yoga, but I have to modify hugely because I can't twist. I can't bend. So you know, I, there's all these things that we don't know about each other. And then there's all the mental health struggles that we're struggling with all the time. So we see people who look fabulous and put together 
and we right. make all kinds of assumptions. Yes. And we also see people who look disabled and make all kinds of assumptions about what they may not be able to contribute and how they're mm-hmm. broken. And the truth is there's so much intact about people who are struggling in life with both mental and physical health issues. And so I think it's like awakening that compassion, that big empathetic field yeah. for ourselves and for other people that... Um, when we touch into that ourselves and we really approach life in this big hearted way, I like to call it gratefulness of heart. So it's mm. gratefulness, but it's also gratefulness really is greeting what I like to call the gratefulness of life with gratefulness of heart. Mm. So it means everything that's happening that we commit to being vulnerable, to being present for it. And it's a really transformative way to walk through life because also it makes love so much more possible. Love really is awakened in that space versus the contracted, complaining, contradictory spaces that we so often get ourselves in. And especially when life is as hard as it is in the world right now, there's lots of reasons to be concerned. And there's lots of reasons also at the same time to hold joy and wonder and delight and to bring those to bear on other people's lives. Right. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. You know, I love in chapter six, appreciating your emotions. You talk about the value of vulnerability, become present to your emotions, treat yourself as you would treat others. You know, I have a very close friend who's, you know, so good to me, but so terrible to herself. You know, like the type of situation where I, I say, what would you say to me if this happened? Or, oh, I would say, well, well can't, why can't you say that to yourself? Hmm. We're so you hard know? on ourselves. My we really gracious, are. You know, and I think maybe gratefulness really starts at home, you know, where we are. And it's, it's so easy to be grateful for the people that we love. And Mm -hmm. yet we're the source of that. We are the source. Yeah. And, and there, we only have people in our lives to love if we are a source of love and the better our closer our friendships are, the more it means that we're delivering something really profound that's needed in the world. And so I think, you know, why are we so why do we struggle so much with self-appreciation? So it's a great place to start and to be really in wonder, I think about all of the things that are extraordinary about who you are and how you are and the miracle of your body and the miracle of your feelings and to make a bigger space to hold all of that with appreciation. Yeah. It's only going to serve us. That's so true. I also love in chapter seven, befriending your true self, be yourself with abandon. So my daughter is on the autism spectrum, has ADHD and, and some other things. And she only now in her senior year found a group of friends that truly accept her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can unmask and be myself mm-hmm. with abandon, you know? And so when I read yeah. that, I was like, oh my God, that's the best. And it <clears throat> breaks my heart and it breaks her heart that it took so long, but people, people don't always like different. You know, it's so and, true. Um, but it's beautiful that she now she's like, I don't, I'm just myself and that's it. And that's the power of finding our tribe, our community, our people, right. our, our circles of belonging. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things is challenging is just if you can't belong to yourself. So let's mm-hmm. start with self-belonging. Like, <clears throat> right. can we belong to who we are and right. how lucky she is to have you as a mother? Right. So those places where we can feel accepted helps us feel more acceptable to ourselves. Right. And so then those circles of belonging really matter and we can offer that to other people. It's, it's such a meaningful thing to find our people. Oh, absolutely. You know, I can talk to you all day and I sadly <laughs> no. have to let you go. So Chris, you're going to have to come back because 
I we didn't get into any of the practices. So I would love uh, it. I would love, love you to, to come back. back. The the book is Wake Up Grateful: The Transformative Practice of Taking Nothing for Granted. Christy Nelson, how do we find out all about you and your fantastic book? Oh well, thank you. Um, you can get it all over the place. Uh, it's now out in paperback, which is very sweet. Um, this it just came out in this pretty paperback version. Ooh, uh, but I have a, a website at christynelson.net and it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-L-S-O-N.net. And you can learn more about my work and order the books there from independent booksellers and all that stuff. So I'm just so grateful to have been with you, Lisa. I could talk to you forever too. Well, you'll definitely want you to come back. Uh, you know, it's funny. One of my favorite radio shows is uh, the Karen Hunter show on Sirius XM uh, 126. And you were on Karen Hunter. And I was on Karen Hunter for a Wellness Wednesday. I have a book about, you know, sexual health. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to get your book now. I know. And I loved her. It was amazing. Isn't she great? great show. Yeah, it was a great show. Oh, she's, she's phenomenal. Well, everybody, keep coming back to Health Power five days a week. Keep coming back. Great review. Subscribe and have a great day. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.